Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 21st episode of the Tuesday Night Podcast, a podcast about board games, tabletop games, card games, dice games, role-playing games. I'm your host, SBJ, and with me today, I have Alan. Hey, that's me. Uh, my name's Alan Girding. Yeah, I'm that one. You made a game called Two Rooms and a Boom. This is true, but I didn't make it alone. You made it with your partner, who is also here. Hello, keeping it short. <laughs> Sean McCoy. <laughs> We're all back again from our Zero episode. Yeah, did you guys like the Zero Ooh. episode? Yeah, I did. I thought it was I thought it was a good refresher. I liked that we explained where we came from. Yes, our mother's vagines. And already we're downhill. Already we're downhill. So we're finally old enough to drink in America. I believe in other countries it is 18. I believe so. Speaking of other countries, did you guys hear Shut Up and Sit Down mentioned us in their podcast? Oh, that's right. I heard about that. I I gave it a listen. I actually didn't listen to the full episode yet, um, but I, I jumped to the 13-minute mark, which Sean pointed out is when they started talking about us. And that wasn't me. And those jerks stole our elevator pitch. They did. They did. You know, and I thought, should I be flattered by this or not? And I think definitely flattered. Flattered. Without a doubt, flatter. If there was one thing that pissed me off, this was it. So I hope you're listening. Shut up and sit down, crew. This is what really pissed me off. It's okay if you take our elevator pitch, but don't do it better than me. Don't do it better than me. Quinn's did archaeology elevator pitch, and he did it to Al Pacino, and it was it was better than what I can do. It was really good. I wanted to like download their podcast and then add our elevator music there and then send it back to them. <laughs> yeah, but that was kind of a lot of work, but uh, yeah, it was cool to hear them mention our show. Uh, and it's funny because like. You guys know Quinns in a different light, Quinns and Paul and them in a different light than I do. I don't know if I've ever told the story on here, and I want to tell it real quick because I didn't play anything. Spoiler for our table what? talk. What? I'm shocked. <laughs> shocked. But uh, so I actually did uh, two Destiny raids with Quinn. Quinns. I play a lot of Destiny, as maybe a couple of listeners know, and. Like Quinn's like tweeted out on Twitter that they were looking for a person for the raid and in a Destiny raid that's six people. It's a group activity on the PlayStation 4 or whatever console you play on to, you know, go through multiple steps to get to the end. And so I, I was like, Oh yeah, sure, I'd be free in a half hour, and then a half hour kind of came and my parents were actually over, and it was like me trying to kick my parents out of my house to be like, Hey, I got a internet date with Quinn's and a bunch of other uh, British people, like you need to leave, and they do this. This things. is my chance, guys. I can, I, I can be cool, guys. <laughs> like, this is Get my out. chance to redeem myself on the internet. You're and ruining it. My parents did the whole thing of like standing in the doorway, just kind of still continuing the conversation. So, I mean, like the patience that they had of like, you know, fifteen minutes, twenty minutes past like these time I was supposed to be there. Like I finally jumped on. And they were like, we're stuck here. How do you get through this? And I was like, okay, I'm going to explain what to do. We're going to execute. And surprisingly, I executed and helped them out in the first try. And we got through it. And they were like, they were all very nice and super helpful. And that was like my first experience with Quinn's outside of just being a fan of what he did. 
And then like a month later, Quinzel's like, oh, we want to do the new raid that's coming out. And I was like, oh, I'd be more than willing to help you. And they're like, okay, we're going to start at like 8 p.m. British time. And I was this like, oh. This happened a month ago? No, no, this was this was last year. Okay, so yeah, that was, all right. And uh, they were, we're going to start at 8 p.m. British time. And I was like, oh, that's like 3 a.m. American time. time. Uh, <laughs> so I stayed up all night because I wanted to like help them do said second raid. And when I met and when I watched their panel last year at Gen Con, I like I was like, oh, Quinn's like, good to meet you, blah, blah, blah. I was actually the dude that did the Destiny raids with you. And then um, we just laughed and joked about it. And yeah, that was that was now that was full circle. And now they're talking about this podcast on their podcast. And now we're talking about them talking about our podcast on their podcast on this podcast. It's pretty much like me and Alan's favorite movie. Inception. Yeah. <laughs> Inception. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Irene's least favorite movie. Man, you know what? I'm going to categorize that story in the file cabinet labeled Another Log Onto the Fire, which is SBJ hating his own family. Yeah, they're, they're cock blocking me from playing with British people that I, I like. <laughs> Cockney blocking you. Uh, I guess we, <laughs> guess we move into table talk. Let's do it. It's a time for the Table Talk are the games we've been playing in this past week. I never play anything because <coughs> who needs board games? But Alan makes up for everyone here with the amount of games he plays on a weekly basis. Alan, what have you been playing? I uh, played some more XCOM the board game with almost the exact same crew. Ooh. We were a lot better, decimated it, played Friday the 13th, which is from Yellow, which a lot of people think is pronounced I-L-O because it's, they spell it with an I, it's French, whatever. It's one of their small square box games. Played Dragon Punch, which was a Kickstarter game for two players. Then I played <laughs> Green Couch Games Jurassic Attack from the publisher Jason Katarski, a friend of ours. Yeah, and I also played some of the Super Secret Project G. Yeah, which is still yet to be revealed. I'm not sure if I'm comfortable en enough yet to reveal it. Yeah, but uh, those were those were the primary ones. There are some other ones like repetition, like I played more Deception Murder in Hong Kong. Of course, more monikers as always because we're addicted. But yeah, you guys want an elevator pitch for any of those? It's funny because before the show started, I was like, Dragon Punch kind of sounds like a shitty Kickstarter game. It, it, and you said it is a Kickstarter game. It is a Kickstarter game. Is it a shitty Kickstarter game? Is it a shitty Kickstarter game? Uh, well, I will say no. It is not a shitty Kickstarter game. It's so it's a harmless game because it's so small. Um, so I wouldn't say shitty Kickstarter game. In my opinion, I would definitely play it again. But if you want more details than that, more details, you'll need to enter the elevator with me. John, what do you want to hear? Sean's dead, so we've been I'm working here. on him. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> the less I say, the less I break up. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Sean. You're really contributing to the damn show. Did you, did you want an elevator pitch for any one of those? Yeah, do XCOM. You son of a... <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'd actually like to hear more about Jurassic Attack because I followed that. Um, interested because Green Couch Games, I want to say started around the same time as we did, but have just yeah. been blowing us out of the water with their production, both like consistent production quality 
and yep. just churning out game after game after game. Yep. But I'd love to hear about how that game plays. What else did they make, real quick? Oh, man. Uh, the best treehouse. They made Fidelitas. And, oh, man, there's another new one that has yet. I backed it. I backed everything Jason Katarski does because that guy is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. I swear when he Super was Super nice. There was just like beams of golden light shooting out of his mom's vagine twice in an episode. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but I think, uh, yeah, I, he's he's come out with a lot more than us. He's a nicer guy than us. So, you know, hats off to him. Uh, he's just going to keep on churning out these games. And they all fit in the same. Avalanche small Yeti Mountain. Avalanche Yeti Mountain. That's it. Yeah. And they have a nice looking website, too. And I know Alan loves their logo. I love their logo, and I love the way they do their stats on the back of the box because it's green couch games. You look at the little stat, and it's a little green couch, and then on the back of each cushion is how many players, the time, and the age range. It's brilliant. Damn it. So jelly. Do you, do you think they're looking for somebody to host a podcast? He already has. I mean, <laughs> if only he had a podcast. I bet if he did, it would be better than ours, too. Doesn't he have that filler game podcast? Shut up, Sean. (laughs) We need more listeners. We're just giving them away. We got like a 50 listener boost from that shot up. I shut up and sit down and that's, it's huge to us. We're still working on listeners. Hey, thanks for listening. By the way, anyone listening to this, you're awesome. If they made it this far. Tarski. Well, let's, let's, let's elevator pitch Jurassic attack. All right, this is, I need, this is what, not like the uh, Jurassic Rampage thing you mentioned last week, the kids game. No, this is not uh, Rip and Roar Dinosaur. This, oh, is, my, my this is totally different. That's a Play-Doh game by Hasbro, I believe. And this one is from Green Couch Games. All right, so uh, who am I going to be? Who am I going to be? You are a dinosaur. God. All right, great. So, okay. Uh, let me get into character. I just watched a whole bunch of Kevin Spacey's actor lessons, so I'm going to try to apply them. You have one minute until meteors hit the earth. (laughs) SPJ, ding me. I'm a dinosaur in this elevator, and you're a dinosaur too. And there's only room for one T-Rex in this lift. And we're in a Thunderdome, so it's a two-player game. And I'm going to eat you, you're going to try to eat me. So we're going to do this by getting a hand of cards, and we're going to play this war style. I choose between one and five cards, and I put them down in front of me. You do the same. I'm going to rip the flesh off your bones. And then we flip them over at the same time. But why wouldn't you always just put five cards down? Because you have to group them together. Some dinosaurs don't go with others. You can't mix your herbivores with your carnivores, duh. So we flip them over and we look at our veracity total. Whoever's veracity is higher, well, they win. I'm so angry and I got small arms, so it's hard to use these cards. So I've got to do this before the lift is over. So what happens if my ferocity is bigger than yours? Well, all of my cards go into my discard pile, but all your cards, they're mine, and they go into my score pile. That's right, because every dinosaur doesn't only have a ferocity score, they also have a point value. Like eggs, they have a ferocity of zero, but they get along with anyone, so you try to sneak them in. <laughs> Once it's all over, it's the Thunderdome. Only one of us walks out. As soon as we're done with cards, whoever has a higher score wins. Is that a meteor I see? Oh no! Well, 
Velociraptors, I'm gonna ride you. No, you're too small. I'm just smashing you. Damn it. I don't know anything about wrestling, but is that Macho Man? Or... Yeah. I, I will Randy tell you. Savage? My is that Macho his name? Man is slightly different than that. This is my T Rex. Huh? And this is my Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Out of breath. <laughs> Yeah, this, is, this isn't easy, guys. I'm sweating through my earphones like crazy. You know, after the Zero episode and after hearing... I can tell you guys, Alan has a standing desk because of his back. And so I know for a fact that whenever he's doing this podcast, it's a full body exercise for him. Whereas I'm usually cramped in a closet with my like knees tucked under my chin, just trying not to move so I don't disrupt my Wi-Fi. <laughs> Do you guys yeah. get any of that? Yeah, we got it <laughs> Yeah, we got some. It's weird because you'll cut out, and then it will come back in right where you left off a lot of times. So I don't know how that works technologically because you don't start talking fast. It's, it's weird. <laughs> so wait, do you eat eggs in the game, or are you eating other dinosaurs? Well, the dinosaurs have different abilities. For instance, there's the, and I don't know dinosaurs. My little nephew would be embarrassed of me. The Dilophosaurus. Uh, for instance, if you play that, even if you lose the next round, the winner can only play one card. Oh, and here's the total cool thing that I, I forgot to mention. If you win, you don't get to draw more cards. So when you lose, you draw back up to five cards. So eventually you're just whittling down. So there is a little bit of a balance there. So there's a lot of strategy of really reading someone's mind. And the more you play, the more you want to play because you understand the cards. It's a pretty harmless game. It's pretty cute. It's fun. Uh, I can't see there being Jurassic Attack tournaments or anything like that. There's not going to be this huge following, but it's a 15-minute filler, just like Jason Katarski's podcast. <laughs> is this a Kickstarter game? Well, no, yeah, it's no, no. Kickstarter. Everything from Green Couch Games is Kickstarter. I see. That's, it's just that's why it pumps Jason them out. Katarski. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't, and we're always going to use Kickstarter. We got our one game. Cool. Uh, Sean, what'd you play? I continued playing D&D. &D. Uh, my campaign, we're doing a month of D&D, &D, and then we'll probably take a month off and watch movies and stuff, and then hopefully we get back on. But I've gone so overboard. Every time we get into D&D, &D, I go buy a bunch of manuals and modules and do a ton of customization and reorganize everything, and then we, you know, do one adventure and I have like 17 adventures left off. I'm, I've actually started typing them up and drawing the maps like professionally looking so that at some point I could at the very least like sell them online or something. Oh, that's cool. I, uh, speaking of D&D, &D, I'm s attempting to start my D&D, I think in two weeks. It's like the last week of February. Is this the Pokemon D&D that you were talking about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, How does that work? Is it is this a video game you're playing or is this an actual uh, it's paper actual, and pen? I actually, I actually don't know a lot about it, so I'm probably really wrong. I actually don't want to know a lot about it. But you know what's cool? You can talk about that on this podcast because that's legit. That's legit paper and pen then, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be, we're going to stream it on Twitch and then turn it into like a mini podcast so it doesn't bog down the main my main Pokemon feed, but it's a, yeah, it's it's a basic D and D with Pokemon elements. So I do not know what the extent of that is. Uh, I know they asked if I wanted to be like a mage or a warrior or an elf or something like that. <laughs> elf is a class. Uh, so I was like, ah, whatever. Just tell me what I need to do on the technical side, and I'll make it work. But my my. 
request was I would like it to be a set period long. And what I mean by that is like, tell me if it's going to be 12 weeks or 16 weeks, because I don't want to go into a D and D game with like no ending. Uh, especially if it's supposed to be like, uh, in a form of media that people can consume. So if it's like 12 weeks long, that's great. Like I know for every Tuesday for 12 weeks and everyone else in the group knows that don't try to plan anything to mess up our game because my hesitation with D and D is always like one person can't make it. And then all of a sudden next week, a different person can't make it. And then all of a sudden it falls apart. It's like this podcast and Sean. (laughs) So if I know that... Fuck. <laughs> nice one. Yes. Uh, so I know for if in 12 weeks we can get something complete, maybe we can rotate two people off or bring two new people in and then like. Can we be oh, the B team for that? Maybe. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm excited. So uh, I don't know exactly how much it, how it's going to work, but I am both excited and very like hesitant of like the possibilities of things just going wrong with scheduling and being live and post-production. Yeah, it could be a whole headache. I'm I'm a little sad that we're not going to be the ones to introduce you into your first role-playing experience. <laughs> but I think before you go into this, we should find out the extent of your knowledge of D&D beforehand. Let's come up with some questions, Sean. Do you really know what a beholder is? I was going to ask him that same thing. That's so <laughs> freaky. Get out of my head. Yeah. Good question, Sean. Uh, are they like the seer and werewolf? <laughs> yes. yes. That is exactly what they're like. The seer and werewolf. Do you know what armor class is? Yeah. Yeah. There's like leather and heavy, right? Okay. That's not Perfect. bad. Perfect. Yeah. You're doing great. If I say roll for initiative, what's about to happen? Uh, I'm rolling because of something like attack or looking or smelling. I smelling is a thing I heard. This is great. I'm not going to tell you if you're right or wrong about any of these things. I just want to hear about it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So when a mage casts a spell, what happens? I roll a dice. And after that spell has been cast, we'll suppose it's successful. What happens then? Anything special to the spell? The person in the dm gm the gm chrysler will tell me if it worked or not what's a uh, 10 foot pole used for festivus yep yeah i think you're gonna do fine man perfect all right (laughs) describe a paladin's type of alignment what's the thing with paladins and their alignment uh if i've learned anything from hearthstone they fight because of the light (laughs) okay yeah hearthstone's actually got some some foundation for you there all right uh oh man uh we gotta come up with love in this this is amazing this is amazing to me it's just so same planet different worlds same planet you could do the same thing to me with pokemon and it would be amazing um okay easily oh yeah, yeah easily okay what's the difference between a race and a class uh a race is like if you are like an elf or a troll or a human, a class would be like if you're a mage or a warrior or a archer. That was a dumb question because that's in Hearthstone. Edit that out, SBJ. <laughs> if I say like we're doing 3D6 down the line or we're doing 4D6 drop the lowest, what part of the game am I talking about? Uh, 3D6 would mean you're rolling three, 
three d6 dices dropping the lowest mean would mean the if you rolled like a two a two and a one you drop the one so you don't count that okay okay. you got that from you can get that from just tabletop gaming what's a mind flare what do they look like uh they're purple that's good he's (laughs) he's good good. what is a saving throw uh it's when in street fighter you grapple somebody and you throw them backward (laughs) but in D D, it's uh you throw them forward quick quick little aside about street fighter there's this rapper named lupe fiasco who i like i saw uh, this you saw this the other day he challenged the like the world champion of street fighter and it was like hey man i bet i could beat your ass and so they set up a whole tournament and he did he just beat the shit out of the guy in street fighter like totally dominated the world champion it was insane I just I thought heard, that was funny. I heard shenanigans on it, though. I you heard, heard shenanigans? Yeah, I heard that what actually happened was he just got near flawless victories on a few games and then just kind of threw it. And that's like the one fight that there is everywhere where he actually beat the guy and he didn't expect to win. But yeah, I, I heard shenanigans like he let him win and now he's feeling it. Whew. So you didn't play. Let's let's we got to move on, man, because that's after the zero episode. We're keeping tight to keep it so, tight. So you didn't play anything, SBJ? Nothing at all? No, nothing, nothing. Man, I thought you were going to talk about your taxes. But oh, let's get- yeah, yeah. But and then I had the, the D&D stuff was way better than my taxes. So joke. much better. <laughs> yeah, let's cut that out at SBJ. No. All right. Well, I think that's table talk then. Yeah. I think so, too. Uh, we can move to our topic of the week. Excuse me, Sam. Do you have the time? Uh, yeah, it's topic time. <laughs> And this week's topic is if there should be an app for two rooms and a boom. Yeah, I want to hear your thoughts on this, mostly SBJ, because we had a stretch goal on our Kickstarter for an app. And if we were to make that app, what should it be like? What should it have? What would be your dream app? What do you think it would do? What should it do? So when you say... That there would be possibly, well, so when I backed your Kickstarter uh, before, I knew you guys as well as I do now. When I saw that you were offering, or like, oh, if we hit the stretch goal, we would possibly make an app. And so my assumption would be it would be similar to One Night Ultimate Werewolf in a way. Yeah, yeah. So One Night Ultimate Werewolf app, you just select which characters you're playing with. And then the host tells you to close your eyes, but there are no eyes closing in two rooms in a boom. But what it really comes down to at the end of the game is when it really comes into play. So what you're thinking of is like a host helper app, just like in One Night Werewolf, where you put in what characters and at the end it says, hey, where's like the president? Where's the bomber? Was the wife in the same room as the president? Was the survivor in with the bomber? That kind of thing. So you would just have these questions that you would answer, and then it would just give you a list of who won and who lost. Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah, it could be a, a host helper. If I was to think of an app, I think the, the biggest problem I have with bl- playing two rooms in a boom is watching the time, especially if I'm the leader in the room and I have the stopwatch and... I know that in this round I have five minutes and then all of a sudden the moderator goes like you have a minute and then it's like okay cool in my mind I have a minute I'm gonna finish these conversations and then all of a sudden the the moderator goes all right we're done bring your hostages over and I go I didn't even pick my hostages yet like 
You said I had a minute. It's only felt like 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, and I, I've played a lot of Two Rooms in a Boom. I, I play it every night at Gen Con for several hours. And I feel like with the amount of different groups I play with, like that is a common issue of, all right, bring your hostages over. And people go, oh, I didn't pick them yet. Uh, you, you, you. And it almost like, it doesn't like take away from the game. The game is still fun, but it's, it's almost like those decisions aren't, those are like last minute, like crutch decisions of like, oh, I don't know, just you three go. Yeah. So if I, if I was to have an app and I am the leader of the room, instead of like something beeping or something, somebody yelling at me, I would almost want like the app on my phone to cause the phone to vibrate because I'm oh. holding it in my hand. And if it's vibrating, I'm going to notice that. Whereas if a moderator goes, hey, one minute, I'm probably not listening because I'm in a conversation. Gotcha. So it does everything it can Vibrate to let you know. Room. What's that, Sean? Vibrating's not bad. That's not a bad note. Yeah, vibrating's a really good note. Really good note. And just like, um, what app is it? Is it Space Team? We talked about it like three or four episodes ago. Space team, how you, it vibrates and you got to shake it and you got to flip it over and there's a whole bunch of interaction. Yeah. So, uh, Sean, do you have any thoughts on the ideal two rooms app? Um, because I don't even think I've really asked you this too much. The ideal two rooms app. I think the it, ideal, like, there's a lot of things we could have in it, right? We could put in playing the game together and it displaying your own card. But I think the biggest thing is telling you how many hostages you're sending. And how many rounds you have left and how much time you have left in the quickest amount possible to where, like, you could show it to people in your room. You could look at it yourself. um, That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, this is leading up to Secret Project A is indeed the Two Rooms in a Boom app. And uh, I've been giving notes to our inventor. What's his name, Sean? Nathan. And how do I want my supposed to pronounce his last name? Because I've never actually heard his voice. This is all through the emails. I believe it's pronounced Ing. Yeah. So Nathan Ing, I believe, is this. And so we just had this fan from Hawaii. He lives in Hawaii. And he contacted me and said, hey, I made this app. And I'm wondering if you guys want to take a look, see if you like it. And he was just doing it because he was a fan. He's like, I hope you're not mad. And it works so well and it works so smoothly that we just said, you know what? We're going to do this. Let's uh, have you do the official two rooms in a boom app. And it's actually available right now for people to try in the beta. And here's the cool thing is there's currently third party two room and a booms apps. And they're and we're just gonna like, shut them all down. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, they just have nice big timers. Like the main one that I've even used at conventions has a big ass timer on the bottom. So I can just flash it around like Vanna White so everyone can see it. And it instantly tells you what round it is visually and how many hostage. Everything Sean just described. Right. So I can just walk around if I'm hosting or moderating. I can just show everyone and they can just glance at it and quickly see what time it is. But not Nathan's app. Oh, no. Nathan's app is a cardless app. So what it is, it's like the Spyfall app where it's web based right now. And it's really rough and it's still very beta. But you just go to tworoomsapp.com. That's T-W-O-R-O-O-M-S-A-P-P.com. And all you need is a smartphone that has a web browser and obviously an Internet connection. You start a new game. And it gives you a code a la Jackbox TV that everyone else puts into their phone when they go to that website. And then you are the host of the game and you can start it. Then everyone has a timer 
on their phone that's going down. And so everyone can look at that and it has your card on it as well. If you tap it, it only shows you the name of the card. If you tap it again, it shows you the character, the actual uh, information of the character. So if you're the spy. What was the website? TwoRoomsApp.com. TwoRoomsApp.com. You checking it out right now as I'm talking? I am. Yeah. So that's available. And if you have any notes or anything, you're listening to this and you try it out, you can just email those notes at, to contact at Tuesday Night Games and, you know, put the subject line, app feedback, that kind of thing. And we know what we want, where we want it to go, because we're also working with Nathan and hiring him to do the host helper as well. So the dream app would be something where you have the app and it says, do you want to play with cards or without cards? And if you're playing with the cards, then it's just that host helper where it has the time and it's just that visual for everyone to look at when they want to. But if you don't even have the cards, then you can go ahead and do just go online as long as someone has a smartphone. But the bigger question is, if the app is so amazing and it's cardless, how would we ever make money on two rooms and a boom? So that's that's the fear. But that's one of the big announcements. Secret Project A is the two rooms and a boom app. Yeah. It's out. Woo! It's out in the world out there oh man so i'm sure i haven't i i, I just looked the the what it's it's technically a web app let's be fair here yeah it is it's a web app yeah not to confuse anyone um not that that's bad there's plenty of amazing web apps like the spyfall web app right and what that does really well is it displays the dropbox. time uh, <laughs> drop drop it displays the time for everyone so like w- when the moderator in a two rooms and boom game says go, one person could hit the timer like two seconds later. Not that that matters much, but if if everyone I, I don't know how this this web app works, but if everyone enjoys the game, does the time is the time matching everyone? Yeah, the time is totally synchronized with everyone, and that was one of my big notes because I've been playing it with my students at college after class. I've been saying, hey guys, I. I probably shouldn't ask you this, so this is totally off the record, but I need help playtesting this. So if you all have smartphones and want to play a game, hang out with me after class. So we've been playing it after class, and at first, Nathan had it so anybody could pause the time if they wanted and play the time, but then everyone was messing with it, like, oh, time's almost up, and they would just pause it, and then I would look down and be like, why the hell isn't time going? And then it became this tug-of-war thing. So now whoever creates the game is the only person that has control of the time and the number of rounds and the main information that's needed for that game of two rooms and a boom. Everyone else just has the display of the time and their card. So it's up to the person who started the game to hit the time for the next round. Does that answer your question? Yes. Sweet. And I don't know. I, I know my, my vibrate thing might be out the window and maybe not doable, but I know I don't think web apps can ac- access that API, but I think... A normal app could. So since we're pretty much out of time with this episode, and now that I revealed Super Secret Project A, how about for next episode, we talk about our fears and concerns as a company with the app and the fears and concerns as consumers for the app? Because there is this fear that a lot of people have that, oh my goodness, if there's an app and it's totally free, why would I ever buy the game? And then Sean and I are just out, whatever. So should we charge for this? How should we charge? And then if people are buying it, work and then 
you hopefully people get to take a look at it send us some feedback and we can talk about that is that sound okay does that sound like a doable episode for next week yeah that sounds great talk about yeah yeah because it's important we want this to be something that people love and we can talk about the dangers of it yeah cool sounds good well if you have any comments questions or concerns you can email us at podcasts at tuesdaynightgames.com night with a k alan where can they find you you can find me on facebook or on the tweets on twitter i'm at alan girding a-l-a-n-g-e-r d-i-n-g and on facebook same thing sorry and sean uh the but sean you don't have to fake it man (laughs) you can find me on twitter at sean mccoy and um that's all (gasps) awesome nailed it you can follow me on twitter is at dragging a lake and you can follow tuesday night games on twitter it is at play tkg yeah that stands for tuesday night games it does tkg awesome otherwise this episode is finished (laughs) 